the long story short part is our friends and family started wanting to use the software that we built for ourselves for their ideas. And there was a moment where we had a switch where our ideas didn't matter anymore and we had to focus on this software and helping more people use it for their ideas. Welcome to the My Future Business Show, where we get you in front of your best audience and keep you there. Not only are we interviewing the biggest names in business to help you become even more successful, we're inviting you to book your spot on the show to help you grow your business. So at the end of the call, make sure you fill in the interview application form at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the My Future Business Show. This is the show that gets you in front of your best audience. Now, speaking about getting in front of your best audience, if you have an online presence or are looking for one, usually the best way to go about that is to have a website. But then there are websites, and then there are websites. And with that being said, on today's show, I have the pleasure of welcoming co-founder and CEO of Brilliant Directories, Mr. Jason Halusum. Welcome to the show, Jason. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Great to be here. Absolutely. My uh, my pleasure. I know that you are super busy and I very much appreciate um, spending some time with you. So on today's call, you and I are going to be talking about uh, what it's like to manage a rapidly growing SaaS business and the story behind creating Brilliant Directories. We're also going to take a bit of a deep dive into the Brilliant Directories platform. But before we do any of that, Jason, we, it's customary for us just to spend a few moments to learn about the people behind the business. Because after all, businesses fundamentally don't change too much. But what I have found is that the people that are running them most certainly do. So I noticed on uh, your LinkedIn profile, you call it, uh, you're in Santa Monica. Is that right? Yeah, actually, um, we were founded in Santa Monica. I live in the West Los Angeles area. That's where the founders are from. Um, when we started Brilliant Directories more than 10 years ago now, uh, we did actually move into an apartment together, uh, Matthew and I, the, mm -hmm. the other co and uh, that's, that's basically where Brilliant Directories was coded and, and born. Yeah, fantastic. So what do you love about the place and do you get to see much of it given how busy you must be at the moment? Friends are here, family are here, weather is for the most part always beautiful. Um, the food is fantastic. Any type of cuisine you're after uh, can be found here at, at any different level, too. If you're looking for something, uh, you know, a little down and dirty, that, but like a dive bar or something, <laughs> you want some high-end cuisine, Michelin star stuff, you could definitely find that here, too. Absolutely. Having been up that coast, and I love America for many different reasons. Now, especially their beaches, I find that um, taking a walk up and down past the piers is a fantastic thing to do. Do you have any hobbies like that? What do you like to do? I actually just did that uh, on the weekend on Sunday. I had a little bit of free time. I drove out uh, to Ocean Avenue there. I just parked the car and went for, for a little bit of a walk. There's a lot of tourist activity there, so it's a little bit of pe people watching and also the scenery of the ocean. So definitely fun. Hanging out. So, can you spot the uh, spot the tourist? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. But but everyone loves being. They're happy to be there. It's it's, it's just nice to see people out, especially since uh, you know the past, more so the the pandemic has winded down. You see people out. It's just really nice. Yeah, I loved it, man. You know, going past Muscle Beach and watching the basketball hoop, you know, players you know, shooting some hoops. And it always reminds me of the movie White Men Can't Jump. It's just such a wonderful place. It's got so much to offer. Now, um, with all that being said, now, you talked about food a minute ago. Are you a bit of, you are a bit of a foodie, but do you like to cook or are you just more of a consumer? <laughs> I have a close set of friends that 
consider themselves foodies. So I join them along when they go out to eat. I pretend that I'm on vacation and let them do the ordering and I just enjoy the experience. <laughs> Cooking, I know enough just to be, just enough to be a little dangerous, but yeah, I would Oh, I definitely think I'm a bit dangerous like that too. Now, um, I'm I'm a bit of a movie buff. Do you do you enjoy movies? I'm into the whole, uh, you know, Thor and Ragnarok and all that sort of stuff. Do you like movies? I'm hung up on the '90s movies and early 2000s. Those of you who know what I'm talking about, you'll probably agree. Simple movie formats, plot lines, good action, good comedies. But yeah, yeah. Fant I love it. Thank you very much for sharing. <laughs> now, I often, um, you know, look at the journey of the the entrepreneur behind the business, and I'd love to, if we could, go back to the early days. Can you rem recall growing up, and what do you remember fondly about that time? I went to college and uh, graduated with a degree in psychology. The reason for that, though, wasn't specifically because I was interested in psychology. I was more so interested in marketing and how to compel um, you know, people to, to take action for a product or a sale or, or whatever it might be over the phone or in person. So that's really what got me uh, excited in my younger days about getting into business. Fantastic, I, I remember growing up and my grandpa used to be a, a, a bit of a mentor, a bit of somebody that I used to take inspiration from during, that, uh, during those early years. Who did you have around you that you, you looked to? You know, I think I I was I was lucky enough. Also, I, I think I could speak on behalf of uh, our other co-founder Matthew Brooks. We were lucky to be surrounded by uh, both adults and peers that uh, were interested in the small business mentality and entrepreneurship. Matthew himself um, had his own web design company at the age of fourteen and fifteen years old while he was in high school, taking clients that his father uh, would recommend to him or, or refer to him. So I think just in general, we've always had that mindset of, of uh, that entre entrepreneurial entrepreneurial spirit. <laughs> it often gets me to get, get stuck on the tongue. Now, I, I know that um, given that you've got a lot of things going on specifically at the moment uh, with launching the product on different formats and that, what does a day look like for you? Do you get up at the crack of dawn? Tell us a little bit about your day. I'd have to say it's, it's evolved over the 10-year progression for the most part, we're lucky. The team at Brilliant Directories, our developers and our support team who answer support tickets and troubleshoot issues for the customers, honestly, they're they're top notch. Both their professionalism um, and and their the I think the the culture that we have in the business um, in the company um, and our day to day is pretty organized. To be honest, mm -hmm. we have. We have weekly scheduled meetings. Um, we've gone through a lot of the growing pains at this point. So now it's a lot of maintenance. There's definitely still growth in the mix, but the day-to-day -day is maintenance and there aren't too many landmines uh, that we're coming across on a day-to-day -day basis. It's, it's pretty easy for us to maintain our trajectory uh, given how stable things are um, and how great the team is. That's excellent insight. Thank you very much. Now, I remember as a, a young man, um, my first ever experience as an entrepreneur was uh, washing cars for five bucks each. Do you recall your first entrepreneurial experience? So in, in I, I guess, at least in California, you can start driving by age of, of 16. And if I was 
going to get any sort of vehicle, um, I'd have to contribute towards any of, of the payments. Uh, I did start uh, my first, I guess, paid W-2 wage position uh, as a cashier on the weekends at, uh, at a diner at a restaurant. And I've had all sorts of jobs like that, uh, you know, in my, in my mid-teens, um, cashier jobs, working at a tutoring center, uh, things like that, uh, eventually evolving through college, et cetera, into more a career or uh, office or admin role positions. Now, I recall it being Steve Jobs who said, my uh, overnight success only took me 10 years. Now, um, what we see today obviously has taken a lot of work and a lot of maintenance and a lot of you know focus and the right people involved. What have you learned from taking a chance from that day one? Well, that's a good saying, uh, first of all. Um, however, success can be defined with smaller milestones as well. Um, obviously, the, the grand picture with, you know, lots of customers and revenue and things like that is, is the grand picture of success. But the way that we always move forward is by setting up small milestones for ourselves and, 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 and small wins as well. And I think with that mentality, that continued to motivate us as we move forward and not worrying that we we didn't have the revenue or the users that we wanted 10 years from when we started. But um, there's also another saying, I don't know exactly what it is, but uh, success is, let me think about this. It's a good saying. It's um, incremental progress on a worthy idea. So it's, it's continuously working on something and not giving up on it over time. Uh, and incrementally, you can move towards grander, visions of what you have the definition of success as. I love that incremental improvement. I was a former quality manager and I understand the nature of uh, continuous improvement ethos and it's absolutely embedded inside of everything that you do. It's it's obvious to me. Now, um, where do you get your best ideas from? I know that you have a rock solid, <clears throat> um, excuse me, community of people uh, through Facebook and other platforms through the Brilliant uh, Directory's uh, main website. Um, where do these ideas come from and how do you harness them and how do you compile them and, um, you know, turn them into something that people can use? Well, I'll tell you two stories um, around that. In the earlier stages, um, when especially when Matthew and I were living together, you know, we would pull all-nighters and this and that. When we'd come across a problem, it'd always be that we found our answers when we took breaks and then you'd find it in the shower or, you know, <laughs> Kind of a mundane activity going for a walk um and and now more so um i'd say the ideas come from crowdsourcing the best ideas suggestions from the, the bd community are paramount now for the new features that we build into the platform the platform has a million and one features built into it um, our focus is the security and stability of the platform always, and we have so many feature requests as well. So we have our own ideas as well and, and things on our own roadmap, but newer suggestions definitely come from the Brilliant Directories community and the users. And if not necessarily if, it, if an idea is voted up enough, we also have to agree that it would benefit the majority of users. But uh, definitely, uh, some a lot of the innovation comes from the community at this stage. So there's a lot to be said about uh, risk aversion, uh, risk adoption, and you know retained levels of risk. Tell me about your experience with risk and how do you perceive it? And is it good to to you know be exposed to it? 
well, what, what, can you explain risk a little bit? You know, um, you know, there's positive risk, there's negative risks. If I have idea A, I implement it, I get result B, that's a positive outcome. If I get result C, that's a negative outcome. Therefore, it's negative risk. So we have a, a more recent saying that we're saying at Brilliant Directors, is the juice worth the squeeze? Ah. So we try to assess the benefit of uh, uh, of working on something, the resources it's going to require, the number of people that will actually utilize said feature um, or what we're aiming to develop. Uh, so yeah, really, that actually says it all. Is the juice worth the squeeze? We just look at um, all the different angles of, of time, resources, um, outcome, and, and we try to prioritize based, uh, based on the, the things that would provide the most benefit and the best outcomes and in the shortest amount of time sometimes um, and with the least amount of resources. However, with that said, there are projects that do take longer that are important that we will implement, um, such as overhaul projects for a certain part of the software that that is definitely due for an update. Um, those are a little slower to push because they're larger. We, we have a, a QA process, which is part of pushing uh, new updates. We do quality assurance. so. Um, some some updates are quick, one hour we can push them. They're great suggestions. Other ones, it probably takes a few weeks, up to a month or two, uh, to push. And um, those are the ones that impact the platform the most because they're actually helping to. Um, that's usually probably a technology update that we're doing or um, something that's that's core to the system that's that we're planning for the next four or five years to utilize that that type of an update for. Loving this conversation. Now, um, there's going to be a lot of people on this call that listen in as, you know, startups and, uh, you know, they're just starting to walk the path that uh, you've already walked. And so they're going to take a lot away from this. Now, that leads me to my next question about mindset. Do you ever have down days? And how do you get back on the bike, as it were, um, when you're feeling a bit like this is all a bit too much? Do you have those days? I think everybody has those days. Um it's part of human nature, especially if you're you're pushing so hard. I think when you're a little younger, you can uh, ward off burnout a bit longer. You can have uh, more irregular hours uh, more often. But as you get older, I think um, you also get a bit wiser and uh, hopefully, hopefully uh, a bit more um, established. But the, I think the best way to work efficiently with your time is to compartmentalize your tasks. I can promise you we have a million things, me personally, individuals at the company, on our on our lists. And for me, when I choose to do something, there's daily tasks like checking emails, and then there's projects. And you have to be realistic with yourself. How long is a project going to take to get it to an 80%, a good enough place? I, I don't believe in 100% because that's the, what is, perfection is the enemy of, don't, of the good whatever yeah that one yeah. there's no such thing as perfect and there's always an excuse not to to move forward i like to compartmentalize and sometimes i'll say that this project is going to take three months and it could be overhauling the ui of, of the um, the admin area it could be updating and refreshing our, our demo sites it could be um, looking at the um, marketing email sequences that are set up for users those things they can take a week or, but you have to be realistic with yourself. And I think compartmentalizing those tasks separate from your day-to-day -day tasks, because they're larger projects, 
um, and being realistic with the time frames, it really alleviates a lot of pressure. And I think you'll have a better outcome when you can when you can have that mindset going into it that okay, this next two or three months is going to be uh, dedicated to this this goal. Love it. Now, uh, when you wake up of a morning, what's the one thing that would happen in your day that makes life worthwhile for you? What's the one thing that you really love to see happening? Well, specifically at Brilliant Directories, there's always something new, whether it's something the support team discovers from a, from a support ticket that's come in or something new the development team has just recently completed um, or some feedback that someone has left um, in the Facebook group or via email uh, or through an online review and we can assess what that is. But uh, I, I think in the, in the movie, The Social Network, uh, he said that Facebook is like fashion. It's never... It never ends. It just always keeps going, you know, forever. And that's kind of how it is when when I wake up in the morning. And when you, and to your point about what do you do in your downtime and things like that, you can always go for a walk, and you can always shift your mindset or focus on maybe something else sometimes because it seems that there's always something going on, or there's something else you can do to be productive. And and again, back to the point about about feeling down and what you what do you do on those days? I always maybe just try to pick one or two things to accomplish for that day simple things so at least i got something out of that day maybe if i didn't have the energy or the mindset to complete the bigger things that i wanted to complete so i'll just pick maybe one or two or three things uh, just to feel at least a little bit productive in that moment there's some gold insights here i'm sure everybody's on the call today is absolutely loving it thank you very much jason now i'm looking at again uh, the linkedin profile you've had a lot of exposure to technology marketing digital product development project management and the list goes on and on that being said as co-founder and uh, ceo of brilliant directories what are your main functions at the moment and what do you do best do you think i think what we do is we try to assess what the community is asking for. I'm definitely active in the Facebook group and have a close connection with the community members, me personally, uh, with the Brilliant Directories community. What I think my focus is on are, are on communications with the community, because I see that's the biggest asset we have right now. Um, not only because it's good for marketing to keep in touch with the community, but they're helping us dynamically uh, make the software better for newer users that are going to be joining on the platform. So communications is one. Um, I'd say also on the marketing side as well, uh, that's part of the communications. Um, being the face of, of BD with just with regards to doing the webinars and interviews like this, but really it's, that's not the most important role. I still have to say it's it's the team behind the scenes that, that keep things running smoothly. And then lastly would be some of the because we chatted about some updates that may be resource intensive is working with our team and, and planning out and prioritizing what the roadmap is going to be uh, for future uh, feature releases and, and things of that nature. So really crafting the, uh, the development of the product as it evolves and moves forward. You know, I have to say you've had um, multiple engagements with me already and you're powering more than 30,000 websites and I just don't know how you find the time to just personally engage. I think it's amazing and it's a real credit to you. But beyond that, I'm also seeing correspondence when I send in a ticket from people that seem to be part of your community responding to me. They are so polite, they are so switched on and they know the platform inside and out. How is it that you build this network? 
specifically? We were actually, I, I have to give credit to the Facebook group mm -hmm. um, community. Mm -hmm. Specifically the, the flow of the, the Facebook groups. Now I'm not trying to specifically advocate for Facebook groups, but we were, we were using the LinkedIn groups prior. We wanted a forum or a way to connect with our users somewhere where they already existed. And LinkedIn's group format didn't work very well. And when we switched to Facebook groups, we found specifically that a lot of our users were already on Facebook. So it was, it was easy to invite people and drive, drive people to that group. Um, and it slowly grew from there. So I guess for, for those of you who, who are listening and trying to figure out where to set up your group, not necessarily Facebook would be the place, but more so where your audience is already, already exists. Uh, it could be on Twitter or another social network and, and cultivating the community there uh, might be lower hanging fruit and an easier opportunity. Uh, and that, that was the big, that was a big deal for us is switching and yeah, that Facebook group is, is growing, um, growing well. And for be, beyond the numbers, there's actual activity in that group of members helping each other. And that's just like gold that it's not just gold. It, like you said, what makes me happiest in the morning, I think, or what about like just seeing that it's like, wow, this thing is living and breathing on its own. And that's, it's amazing. And we want to see more of that. We like, we wake up every morning wanting to help our community now more than just the software or revenue or things like that we wanted yeah. like our our users have like real projects they're working on and we want to make sure that they can see their visions through absolutely loving this call now oftentimes the best businesses are born through problems what was the genesis of bd where did the idea come from we we have it on our website actually i'll give you the, the short version of the story uh, we were we were younger we were in our i guess in our late 20s early 30s and um, matthew had a, done tons of websites and he had a custom built directory to find muralists he had a, a directory called find a muralist and muralists were, were listed on there I at the time was was kind of in between jobs and things like that. I was working at my my father's store. He has like a, a design center, and uh, they sell flooring and window coverings and things like that. And he um, he wanted me to help bring more business to it. it's a local business here in Los Angeles. And thought yeah. separately from what I knew Matthew had done with the Find and Murals, I said, let me make a directory of designers on their website on on the uh, the, uh, the design center's website and the designers would want to be listed they would know that the uh the design center existed and there would be some kind of uh, symbiotic relationship that that could spur out of that uh long story short uh, matt and i got together and we said well why don't we build a platform where we can manage both directories under the same uh interface from that it spawned uh just duplicating more and more directories in different niches and creating email flows and sequences. And we were able to launch hundreds of directories. We, we just had to buy the domain name and we had uh, some arbitrage marketing going with uh, a pay-per-click from Google and coming to the sites and selling leads to the professionals. And then the long story short part is our friends and family started wanting to use the software that we built for ourselves for their ideas. And there was a moment where we had a switch where our ideas didn't matter anymore and we had to focus on this software and helping more people use it for their ideas. So that is where, uh, how the Rome Directories was born.
Yeah, wow, and it's come so far. When, what, what, what year was it founded? Technically incorporated in 2012. We worked on it, on the, the, the design, the, the find a mirrorless and the designer website that started back in 2009, 2010. So it took three years before even Brilliant Directories uh, came into existence. That's when we made the switch that Brilliant Directories was going to be the project we focus on, not necessarily our own directories. Now, having uh, run a WordPress website for many, 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 many years, in fact, almost when it started, and uh, now uh, running a Brilliant uh, Directories website, I, it feels like a bit of a lucky dip with a WordPress update. I do a change, um, and we're hoping, like buggery, that uh, it doesn't crash. And we, you know, if, even if it's in the back end of uh, you know a, a host provider, and yet when I make these same changes on the Brilliant Directories website, I have confidence. And to me, that is the most important thing. When I click that button, I'm not going to get a white screen or a blue screen of death or anything like that. I get what I ask for now. Tell the audience, for those who don't really understand the difference between a standard, uh, you know, let's say a WordPress or a Wix or something like that versus a Brilliant Directories website. What's the fundamental difference? Sure. Well, first of all, WordPress is, is still great. Um, of course. It's, it's great. But I've seen that white screen of death as well. And I, I'm familiar with the update buttons for plug. <laughs> For the WordPress itself, and I'm, I'm Matt, and I are lucky enough because before Brilliant Directors was born, we had to spin out a few WordPress sites, um, you know, as faces for some of some of the uh, the websites that we were running. We're lucky and proficient enough to know what to do and and restore backups and things like that. Um, but the fundamental difference is with with WordPress. Yes, you're hosting it yourself. Um, but Brilliant Directories, I think, I don't know if this is exactly correct, but would fall more under the Shopify uh, type of model or solution where Shopify provides the engine for your e-commerce website. You just have to log on and your site is basically 90% built. You just have to add your uh, a few touches to it in your product. So the same thing with Brilliant Directories, you just sign on and 90% of your site uh, is ready made. The entire backend has tons of, of features and built-ins that you can use uh, to run your membership website. There are some add-ons that we provide uh, that are available. And now more so than ever, you can find third-party tools and, and plugins and integrate them with your Brilliant Directory site as well. Our focus for 2022 and 2023 uh, is data portability, more integrations, uh, the ability to sync your data um, more easily with other platforms. So I think the fundamental difference comes to, and some people are okay with it. They're okay with their own hosting and troubleshooting their own sites and clicking that update button every time a plug needs an update. Also, a lot of the membership themes that are available on WordPress, they ask you to include 10 or 12 separate plugins sometimes just to make that theme or that plugin work properly as a membership solution. So just because you're you're getting a membership theme or solution that runs on WordPress, you're still going to need, um, I've seen several or up to a dozen additional plugins that you're going to need to maintain. And if you do customize any of those plugins uh, and that plugin requires an update, you're going to have to make a decision. Either don't ever update that plugin again, and maybe in a year or two it's going to have real issues, 
uh, may potentially security issues. That's the main reason for WordPress updates. Um, um, or updated and risk losing the customization that uh, you, you probably paid a developer uh, to complete for you. Um, I'd say Brilliant Directories is more turnkey in, in a nutshell than, than a WordPress site for membership and, and business directories. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it is turnkey. I, you know, I, I log in of, of a morning and it's just there. And I, again, I feel confident doing what I need to, to do with it. Now, I'd just like to, to ask you just very quickly, how do you feel knowing that you've come so far and you're, you're achieving so much success and you've created a really valuable product that is changing people's lives? How does it make you feel? It feels good. There's also a level of responsibility that we feel that's changed and shifted and we're more serious and more cautious um, when when making changes to the platform and we understand that um, we're we're here to service the users and provide the best platform to the users so before it was you know quick you know like i mentioned you know pulling all-nighters coding stuff quickly um, now we take a government approach, moving slow and steady, um, as our other founder, co-founder Jeffrey Wyatt uh, uh, would say. Now we have a government mentality where we don't need to rush anything. The software is in a good place, so uh, we'll take things nice and slow, and and uh, uh, democracy of the software will will uh, progress over time. I uh, I see that there are a lot of different users. Uh, as a user myself. Um, I have a particular uh, take on it and how I can use it. What are some of the, I guess, the industries and sectors that are using Brilliant Directories? Who's it good for? I have seen things from all across the board, from very specific small membership communities of a community of botanical enthusiasts that live in New York, the state of New York, very specific. Um, We've seen global business directories uh, that pro is a trade resource uh, for a specific niche, whether it be transportation um, or some type of uh, manufacturing. Um, a lot of times we're seeing more so recently now people creating smaller business directories for their local communities. Uh, many chamber of commerce and nonprofits are also utilizing brilliant directories as a way to manage their members and also to publish content more easily online. And really just anything that would require content management with regards to publishing articles, events, news, um, and then also having a public or private database of your members, or they could be business listings, as I've, I've mentioned. So um, really any, any type of, of need for content and data management is a good application for, for Brilliant Directories, which actually I have to say, it has been one of, because Brilliant Directories can is for so many use cases, it's it, it was a challenge marketing Brilliant Directories, to be honest. Um, because it is like a Swiss army knife and it can be used in so many different ways and formats as far as use cases. Uh, so what we've tried to do uh, is find the broader markets that we can, um, that we can more easily explain what the, the software uh, and platform would work well with.
Yes, thank you again for your, your feedback. Um, now, I often think about mobile apps. We're in a mobile app world and a large majority of what we do is actually through mobile devices. Tell us its compatibility with uh, mobile apps. Does it, can it work in that space? Yeah, so there's, there's a few ways you can use your Brilliant Directory site uh, with mobile applications. Uh, the most and the simplest way is you can, there's a lot of app builders out there and you can just render your, your Brilliant Directory's website within the app. Uh, so you just tell the app to go to this website when the, the app loads. And uh, because the websites are mobile responsive, uh, the person who enters the website through the app is just feels like they're going like through an app format. What we're most excited about and the first release of our API uh, is going to be at the end of this month, July 2022. And it's going to also evolve and progress over time. But with the API, what's very exciting is app builders will be able to read data from their Brilliant Directories databases and recreate their own interfaces that they want for their mobile applications. So for custom app development, uh, this is going to be a game changer. And probably by the end of the year, we'll have a fully mature API uh, that can tap into all the database tables of your Brilliant Directories website. But for the novices out there, and if you're just looking to provide something in an app format for your users, uh, you can use a, a, any number of app builders out there and just render your Brilliant Directories website URL within the app. Now, talking about novices, I know that you have been very patient and your community of support um, has been very patient with new people that are coming on, especially at the moment. Uh, I'm sure that there's an increased load uh, you're having to manage. Now, um, how important is training and what types of training do you provide? This has also evolved with the platform and we're still working uh, to make it even better. The greater part of the last year and a half, again, because Brilliant Directories has so many features, uh, we spent a lot of time compartmentalizing and better locating where the settings are within the admin area. Now, having said that, once the the main updates surrounding that uh, were completed, we completely redid our setup and training videos. Uh, the goal of those training videos is just basic configuration and setup. Uh, being realistic, probably about an hour, hour and a half, you can have your site set up if it's your first time uh, setting up a Brilliant Directory site. Each video is about five or 10 minutes separate from those getting started videos to help you just get the general basic configuration of your site set up. Um, and when I say that, I mean, you technically could start marketing your site and, and having users come use your site within that hour or two after the initial setup. But along with that, we do bi-monthly uh, webinars. Um, I think that's correct, or is it bi-weekly? Every two weeks, uh, we do webinars where we do a tip of the week and also cover the newer features that were built in the built into the platform week, uh, the previous two weeks. And there's a lot of um, articles and documentation. You can go to our support center and just search by keyword if you're looking for something to do. And the easiest thing, if you're really stuck or you just don't feel like searching, you can email support at brilliantdirectories.com. And right now you probably get responses uh, the same day or within a few hours. You know, all of this being said, I know that the most powerful part of all of this is that um, people can get overwhelmed because there is so much choice. But what I found as a relatively new user is that I could get the help that I need. Again, the platform is super stable. And if you want to check it out, you can just go and check out ours by clicking our directory button, which leads me um, to the point 
Are you there, Jason? Yeah, I just got to. <laughs> like I was saying, um, you can visit the My Future Business website and click on our directory button, and, and it will take you to our uh, brilliant directories website. Now, tell us a little bit about how people can, um, you know, connect with you, and what is the process for uh, getting on board with the brilliant directories? Should they want to go further? Absolutely. So, uh, there's two things I would recommend. One is if you're just still in the awareness stage, trying to find the right platform for your needs, you can go to brilliantdirectories.com forward slash free trial or forward slash trial. They'll take you to uh, our page where you can start your own free trial. There's no credit card required. You can play around with the platform. You can start building your website. Um, and once the trial is over, uh, you can uh, choose to activate it as your live website if you'd like to do that. Also. If you do have questions, you can join our Facebook group. Uh, if you go to brilliantdirectories.com forward slash Facebook, it will redirect you to our Facebook group. You can click on the join button and you can engage with other BD users there, ask questions, uh, see what uh, some of the conversations are, and you can get a better feel for what the platform can do there. Well, there you go, everybody who's on the call today. I'm pretty sure uh, you've taken something of value away from this call, uh, be it as a, you know, from an operational standpoint, from a technology standpoint, from a leadership standpoint, um, from a brilliantdirectories.com standpoint, make sure you go and visit them. No matter where you see this call, you're gonna find that link back to Jason and his wonderful team at Brilliant Directories. And with that all being said, Jason, great call. Thank you so very much for joining me on the show. Thank you as well. It's been really fun. Thanks, Rick. Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed the call, then make sure to subscribe, leave a comment, share us with your friends, and book your spot on the show at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. And if you're looking for solutions that will help grow your business, then visit myfuturebusiness.com forward slash shop.